today's episode of Keeping in the Family, we're discussing your marketing edge. As you head into the next phase of getting your business back on track, what areas should you invest your time in? Is your family struggling being in business together? Don't worry, you're not alone. Welcome to Keeping in the Family podcast, where you'll have me, Kirsten Taylor Martin, and my daughter, Angelina Martin, and we'll be providing tips and sharing stories to ensure your family business is successful for generations to come. And most importantly, you as a family can still have Christmas together harmoniously. As a family business, you live and breathe the business, and it is easy to forget to lift your head above the day-to-day and think about what what makes you special and what differentiates your business. Today, we're going to remind you where you stand out, and this is where you should spend your time. Do you think people are spending differently during or post-COVID? Yes, they are. So they're definitely buying more online, but we're seeing a big swing. I've seen people are really keen to buy Australian. So uh, one thing about COVID is it's really made people be more mindful and they really look at what they're buying. Mm. They check to make sure it's Australian. Uh, We're seeing like a lot of loyalty being built for Australian businesses as well. So the Australian family businesses seem to be stronger than ever because that's where people Mm. want their money to go. Well, that that's interesting. I was actually talking to people about that this week. I've had very a number of heated conversations about this. But do you think that you know we are in the beginning of a recession, and as Australian-made products are more expensive, I personally don't think that can last, and people can keep up spending large amounts on Australian-made products. So, do you think that loyalty will like? eventually die down or do you think do you think people will look for it in their own ways like buying Australian made produce even if they can't buy say clothing because clothing's a lot more expensive to buy Australian made than like say produce do you think people will still try to stay Australian but have to sway a little bit in what they buy I think it's interesting and I've talked about this uh, a lot recently as well because I was really hoping that the government's stimulus packages would be aimed at bringing manufacturing back to Mm. Australia. But the issue that's been raised, which is really true, is um, our wages are very high. uh, Our standard of living is very high too. Yeah, so that means that for for a stimulus package, the government would actually have to throw a lot of money Mm. in for people to be able to sell it at a similar price. Mm. The other thing that we have is even though our unemployment is quite at a, quite a high level, we do have a very educated population. Yeah. So a lot of the jobs they don't want mm. to do. So the only way you could really bring manufacturing back to Australia in a big way is to really use technology and robotics. Yeah. That's because, what we were talking about this week too. Yeah, so I don't think you're going to necessarily mm. be able to use like the human labour. Yeah. Um, and also in relation to loyalty it's interesting because now everyone wants to buy Australian and you can get really good loyalty out of your customers but it will fade over time Mm. so you need to be doing new initiatives all the time to keep the loyalty going but Mm. for businesses at this point in time um, trying to sort of uh, reboot their business and Mm. and get back in they just need to be mindful that people are loyal at the moment they are buying Australian. They do want to support mm. Australian and just make the most of, of that at this mm. point in time. So, Mum, where do you believe Australian family businesses stand out? 
Uh, there's three key areas that I see they really stand out. So the, and I'll go into more detail throughout the podcast, but the first one is their family values. Uh, the second one is their story. And the third thing is innovation and what the new norm is and taking innovation into the new norm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, how are the family values a marketing tool? Uh, look, it, it's quite interesting, but I, I often talk about this. I, I work in the corporate world mm-hmm. and we, we have a signature behaviors that we are to follow and look my my work's very strict by them and they do assess you on how you um, abide by the signature Mm. behaviors they are put up everywhere around the office but it's different so for a family business their values they very much come from the heart Mm. so when they start a business it might all be about quality or it might be about fun or whatever Mm. it is and because it comes from the heart if they tell their story well, every yeah. time they talk to a customer or they talk to an employee, yeah. it just shines through. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that the corporate world just can't, they can't compete with. No, They yeah. can put whatever values they want up there, but they're telling the people the values they want to take out to the to the world. Mm. But um, I, I once uh, heard the Paspaley um, mm. family talk, so they have their Paspaley pearls. Yeah. And he... Pardon? Good name, it rhymes. <laughs> um, and he, his whole passion was uh, uh, developing like the top quality pearl. Yeah. Uh, and it was just amazing listening to their story and because he just kept trying and trying and trying till he got the mm. perfect pearl. And everything they do is about the quality of the pearl. Mm. But, yeah, it's just something from, from the heart. Yeah. And I just heard this story once and yeah. all I all I ever think of now is um, Paspaley pearls <laughs> and, and a quality yeah. pearl. Yeah, definitely. But well, one sorry. – Sorry, quickly. I find it's really interesting because, you know, I've had experience – like. Some they've been local family businesses where you know they've had um, staff and they've told them these are our values, but then they've, I've also seen of businesses with staff who employed people who like lived through those values, mm. and you can really, really see the difference. You know, one business it'll you know their employees are just told these are your f- values. And, you know, it's not the same. You don't get the same energy of those values. But when you see a business who employs people based on those values, you know, it really makes the workplace and it really makes the business, I find. So, yeah, you have a better experience Mm. in the business, but also you feel the energy from, from the business. Yeah. So one example that I want to share today, which I think is just a really lovely one for COVID. Uh, so Scenic World uh, mm. in the Blue Mountains, it is a family business. And with all things COVID, they just had to shut their doors. Mm. Uh, so one of their family values was, so the business is in the Blue Mountains. Mm. They live in the Blue Mountains and they like to employ people in the Blue Mountains. Yeah. So a lot of, one of their family values is really giving back to the community that yeah. they are in. Yeah. So it broke their heart that they had to make so many people unemployed. Mm. Uh, so what they did is they started a new business, which is just nothing to do at all with Scenic World. Yeah. They 
created a pop-up store, which mm. was an online store, and they were selling toilet paper, uh, hand sanitizer, mm. gloves, all the things that people couldn't get their hands on. Yeah. But it was a pop-up store so that they could keep people employed wow. from yeah. the Blue Mountains. And their store was to provide these uh, essential items to people in mm. the Blue Mountains. A really beautiful idea. That's and really it just cool. goes to show a family value that mm. just totally shone through during during covid yeah um i know we often talk about family businesses taking their customers on their journey what is the power of their story the story really builds loyalty it takes people on the journey it makes them feel part of it so uh, a few examples that i want to give today so firstly i want to talk about uh, ah bead Mm -hmm. so they're the bedding company but they are australian product Mm -hmm. australian family business and they're actually local as well Mm. so they are a shire business if you go onto their website and you they have this lovely video and it takes you through the family history and their and their story so for a customer who's looking oh which bed should i go for if they go on that they're going to see like how many generations Mm. this business has been in the family and how they pride themselves on being australian so i am accredited by family business australia and they are members of Mm. of family business australia so they also talk about that and what they've learned from being part of that Mm. organization as well but really great example Mm. uh is another fabulous one it is a it's a family business as well and their website takes you through the their story as well Mm. Uh, but I also saw like a couple that did it really well during during COVID Mm. so uh, firstly I want to talk about Q so the clothing company Q which you know I wear all the time (laughs) my favorite so I passionately follow because I love looking what what's new I often send you things like you might like this one uh so I'm always following them to Mm. see what's new and what's in Mm. fashion and what they're bringing out and they they are manufactured in Australia so they are very proud of that so often that's the story that comes through but what's interesting is it's a family business and you don't very like very rarely do they mention they're a family business. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, very rarely do you see the family members come forward. But when COVID hit and they had to close the stores, they knew it was the time that the family Mm. had to be at the front and they had to say we're putting people's safety first. So it was a really interesting example of a company that I knew was family owned but they really don't promote Mm. it much. They're very much about Australian manufactured um, and all the awards they win for their design. They don't talk about that element. But when Mm. this happened... The family stepped forward and they told the message. And also I saw them on a current affair in a few different programs as well. So they really knew it was a a time where this is where the message has got to come from the family. Uh, another great one is a local business, Jensen's, the mm. restaurant. So that was a really interesting one as well, because when everything changed mm. again, the owners, they stepped forward. It was their mm. picture and they said what they're doing. So they yeah. took their customers on the journey. Yeah. They did it really, really well. Yeah. This one was really cool because they always had a hashtag be seen at Jensen's. Mm. And so during COVID, they actually created a hashtag don't be seen at Jensen's. <laughs> so they did it really well. But once again, they knew it was a really good time that yeah. went to t- take people on the journey 
to make them understand what's going on. They had to put the mm. family at the front front of it, and they they, they yeah. did a really good job taking their customers on yeah. the on the journey. And also the, the the last one I want to talk about is Mr. Paisley's, which we've talked about before. Mm. But if you go onto their social media as yeah. well, they did videos of yeah. husband and wife, and they said what they were doing each step of the way. So mm. once again, another great example of taking people on the yeah. journey. So. Uh, firstly, I want to say that COVID or no COVID, if you are a family business, there's power in your story. That's how you're going to build loyalty. But also people know that businesses are, are tough. Uh, and I think it's a little bit of the Australian way. They like to support businesses that are struggling a, a bit to help them get back on their feet. So if there's ever a time to take your customers on the journey and share the story, now's your time. And also don't hide who owns the business? If you're a family business, or mm. even if you're a sole sole trader, put your face behind, like behind the story. Take them on the journey. Uh, even um, uh, our producer Zane, so his gym, uh, the the owner did exactly the same thing. So every time he wanted to provide an update, he did a video with his face mm. uh, and took us through. This is what they've announced. This is how we're going to do it at the gym. It's it's really important and it's going to help your customers go on the journey and they will want to support you Mm. this crazy period of time has brought a lot of change in people's behaviors so many people outdoors walking playing ball with their kids riding bikes scooters online shopping it has all been a hit that thrill of receiving a parcel while stuck at home we've all seen amazing innovations how many do you think will remain Uh, I really want family businesses to stop and think what's worked. Uh, What are you going to keep doing? Because we saw such amazing innovation during this period of time. And I I think it's a shame that we had to wait for a pandemic for us all to realize how great we are at innovation. And family businesses, they are ahead of the rest because they don't have to go through red tape and do proposals. It Mm. was just a matter of this is what we're going to do. And they just made it happen. And I feel that during this period of time, it is where family business have really excelled so I think it's important that we really look at how we can take this into the future uh, as I was saying um, my son's gym they did a really good job and they actually went online and put the program online and in the past he just had customers in the local area mm. and now he's posting things of around the world different states in Australia because he's created wow. this online program so for him he's he's like I'm not going to stop this I need to keep going because it's going to help my business and we can just mm. keep developing it so a real a real positive and it also means if you are traveling or something whilst you're competing you've got access to your program every step of the way uh, my mm. favorite one that I really hope they keep in is <laughs> Jensen's Takeaway Cocktails. Yes. They were awesome. They are awesome. Uh, and as Angelina is turning 18 next year, but all her friends are currently turning 18, mm. it has become the best present. Yes. So Everyone loves them. <laughs> Everyone's so excited. When you don't know what to give an 18-year-old, that is the thing to do, a takeaway cocktail. But I think this is really, really interesting. As Like, I, I am studying hospitality this year, and it has been so, so interesting to watch the shift from, you know, very nice sit-down restaurants like Jensen's now doing takeaway, and now you can get fine dining takeaway which is kind of crazy to think about because, you know, we're so used to drive through, oh, just like Maccas or something. But, you know, now you can literally get takeaway like 
fine dining, fish and stuff like this. It's really, really interesting to see like all these restaurants now who like some to keep their employee to keep their employees obviously are doing their own um what is it? Like Uber Eats but by themselves. What's that called? Oh, doing their own home delivery. Yeah, it's doing their own own home delivery, you know, these fine dining restaurants. I think it's it's been really, really interesting to see and it was also very very weird to eat jensen's from a takeaway container because that's what we did for mother's day we had jensen's um nice fine food and it was strange to eat it out of um out of a plastic container but it tasted amazing it It was like we were in a restaurant it was incredible (laughs) it tasted so good but it was quite interesting to sit down and we did at the table nice and then eat out of like these plastic containers. <laughs> Maybe I should have put it in proper bowls. Maybe, but it kind of added to the effect. I don't know. It was it was funny. I liked it. It was cool. So this is the thing I want people to think about is uh, we can innovate, so don't let it stop there. Mm. But also think about what worked. We don't have to go – like it's going to be a new norm, so yeah. people aren't going to be returning to the office full time. Uh, it's going to be a long time before it even looks anything like it used to prior to, to COVID. Mm. So really think about what, what worked for your business and keep it all. So, yeah. you know, the restaurants that are opening their doors doesn't mean you have to stop your, your takeaway. If it worked, keep mm. it keep it going. Uh, you know, the the gyms that went online, if it worked, keep it going. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of a lot of great innovations and even even my work. So it really took uh, the pandemic for us to sort of say everyone's got to work from home. And then we realized it works. So mm. I don't, we're never going to return to five days a week in the in the office. You yeah. know, we tried and, you know, our our firm was sort of like leading edge for flexibility policies, but mm. nothing provided the flexibility like this pandemic has yeah it it has completely shifted our perspective on flexibility because something i've i've um listened to and take notice of is um the amount of discrimination that people who are disabled receive just because you know if you're i don't know if you're in a wheelchair or something it's really hard for you to get to the city every day to go into the office but with this flexible um working situation now go it you know we're never going to go back to what we were it's going to be like this now we're going to keep this major flexibility you know we're opening up so many doors for so many different people mm, mm. it's really really interesting cuz i you know i've heard um there have been lots of complaints with discrimination against people who are disabled. Even even at uni, you know, some people, it's just not realistic for them to get to uni every day. Um, and now they've realised yeah, you don't need to go. Yeah, and, you know, we would have never, never gone this direction without this crazy pandemic. Yeah. So, in summary, where you need to be investing your time to get your business back on track is, one... Always remain true to your family values. Two, take your customers on your journey and tell your story. Three, take your innovations into the new norm and don't wait for the next pandemic to innovate again. Thank you for listening to Keeping in the Family podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you leave a rating or a comment. If you have an idea or something you'd like to hear about, please contact us. We'd love to hear what you would like to hear on our podcast. Keeping it in the family where you can contact us on our account in LinkedIn, Instagram or Facebook. Until next time, remember your family business stands out from the crowd. Thank you.
Is your family struggling being in business together? Don't worry, you're not alone. Welcome to Keeping in the Family podcast, where you'll have me, Kirsten Taylor Martin, and my daughter, Angelina Martin, and we'll be providing tips and sharing stories to ensure your family business is successful for generations to come. And most importantly, you as a family can still have Christmas together harmoniously.